what most people learn is at the very least their energy type. And there is so much permission in understanding the way your soul is designed to dance with energy. So there are five of them. (laughs) Generator, manifester, projector, reflector, and manifesting generator. Generators are the most common type. Welcome back to the Just Realized Podcast. It's your girl, Katie, here with another fucking amazing episode today. So I'm gonna keep this intro short because I'm sick. You could probably hear it in my voice and you don't think about being sick in your voice until you run a podcast. And this has only happened to me one other time in the podcast history of Just Realized. So I'm gonna keep it short, but today's pod is an interview. You know, every other week, roughly, I like to bring on other amazing, badass women that I can just chat with and, you know, explore their viewpoints and learn from and share their wisdom. Um, It's one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite ways to connect. It always... I always take away something amazing from it, and I hope that you guys do too. So today on the show, I have Kelsey Abbott. She's an intuitive human design reader, and I don't know about you, but oh, human design is giving me so much life these days. I actually gifted myself a blueprint from another um, human design um expert. And like, if you are just learning about human design, one of my favorite people to follow on human design is Jenna Zoe. And she has an app called My Human Design. And you can get some really good information from that too. But today, it's all about Kelsey. And we got to connect and our conversation and it was really good. And we went through all different things on human design, what it is, how to use it, how to figure out your type, what are the five types, what are some identifiers of the five types. Um, You can go to so many different websites. The one I used was like bodygraph, I think.com, not sure. And you can type in your birthday. It's almost like astrology, right? You type in your birthday and your time of birth and it will populate and it will tell you what your design is. So we talk about all of that in the show, how to get in alignment with your design because essentially, and she talks about the beliefs of human design, but essentially the belief is that we all bring different types of energy to the world, right? And then it all works together based on the different types. So we talk about my type, of course. She answers a couple questions out of my chart, of course. And we just have a lot of really good fun. Like it, just fun. That's what this podcast is about. It's about having fun, about learning new things, evolving into the best version of ourselves and keeping it easy and light. So Tune in for today's episode with Kelsey Abbott, all about human design. And then I want you to drop a comment on my Instagram post today for today's episode on what is your human design type I'm dying to know. So check it out, enjoy, and I will see you on the flip side. Lots of love. Talk to you soon. 
Hello, ladies, and welcome back to the podcast. I almost don't even know how to start this intro because I'm so freaking excited (laughs) for the pre-conversation that we are having over here behind the scenes. But welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Kelsey Abbott on the show. She's an intuitive human design reader, and I can just tell I have major chills, and we've already been connecting behind the scenes on all things human design. So let's just hop right in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm. Thanks, Kitty. I'm so excited. I've already gotten a peek at your chart, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be delicious. <laughs> oh, so a little bit about me. I... um. I'm a human design reader, a professional coach, an instigator of joy, a transformational leader. You can slap whatever label you want on me and I will maybe fall in that box. Maybe not. I'm not really into boxes and labels because I'm a manifesting generator. Um, I help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, joy, and abundance. Hmm. I love that. I need help relaxing. And I love what you were saying about being a manifesting generator. So let's start. Where do you want to start? Let's just start with like the basics. So we're going to chat about human design. You want to give us like a basic, like peel it down. Like this is what it is. And let's end the five main pieces. Yes. So human design is this science, this system of, I can tell you, it's like a combination of the Kabbalah tree of life and the chakra system and astrology and all that. But let's make it interesting. So here's what happened. Your little baby soul got called to earth school. And I got so excited because earth school is like serious learning. And it chose all of the gifts that you would need to change the world in your own unique way. And it picked out all those gifts for you. It sealed the deal in your soul's blueprint. And then it chose the exact time, date, and place where you would come in to this version, this round of earth school. So your your blueprint would be accurate. And that's your human design. That is your soul blueprint. You come into this world knowing it, And so day one, you're like, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I'm here to do. And on day two, you start forgetting. And that's (laughs) that's the point. I call it the great forgetting. And then years later, you discover human design and you remember it all. You feel like you finally have permission to be you. And then there's the in-between. Maybe it's not years later because maybe you have a parent who is curious about human design and does their best to parent you according to your design, which is just, holy moly, such an incredible gift that I can't even imagine because I certainly wasn't parented by my design. Definitely not. How did you get into human design? Mm, I fell into it. So I I started out, uh, like started out after college as a marine biologist and I studied killer whales and dolphins and coral reef fish. And then I fell into professional coaching. You know, it was actually more of a bounce. I bounced into professional coaching. I went to coaching school and started my coaching business. Then I started a podcast, the Find Your Awesome podcast. And one of my guests on my podcast once said, have you ever heard of human design? And I said, no. And I kind of cocked my head and I was like, like, like anatomy? Because she didn't, all she said is human design. That's like like the design of humans. Yeah. And she's like, no, you need to know your birth time. And that was literally it. So I'm left being like, huh? 
okay, I don't even know like what category this falls in. So I did some Googling and finally pulled up my chart and learned that I was a manifesting generator and literally learned nothing else. I was like, I don't know what this means. I know nothing, but I would gradually like every day try Googling and see what came up. And then finally, you know, maybe a couple weeks into Googling, I read manifesting generators are warrior Buddhas. And I was like, oh, that like, I felt it in my soul. I felt so seen. I was like, oh, okay, there's something here. And that was the breadcrumb I need, needed to keep going and keep going. And then I went to an event a couple months later and someone said, oh, you're into human design. You must know this person. And I was like, no, don't know that person, but now I do. And I <laughs> just like dove headfirst into everything she taught as a human design expert. I listened to every podcast she'd been on. I just like devoured her Instagram account, every piece of content she created. I was like, tell me more. And then she created a um, human design school and I signed up right away, became a reader. And here we are. That was a couple of years ago. That's amazing. Um, I remember where I was the first time I heard human design and where I was like, I was driving. And then I remember when I finally parked and I was like, Oh shit, let me go look this up. Cause like, I need to know right now what I am. And I just remember kind of like what you were saying being like, but I'm not really sure what any of this means, but I'm totally here for it. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt too. And then I will say it, as I started once I got over that first hump, as I started learning, it was so easy for me. I would look at someone's chart and just like, boom, 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 boom. And this was really fascinating for me because show me an astrology chart, show me my astrology chart. And I'm like, I got nothing. Like, can you remind me again what my moon and rising are? I think I have it now, but that's after like five years of people repeating it to me. I can't retain any of that information, but human design, it just clicks for me. That's amazing. So I want to go through like the, is it five key? What do you call them? They're energy types. So human design has all of these levels. What most people learn is at the very least their energy type. And there is so much permission in understanding the way your soul is designed to dance with energy. So. There are five of them. (laughs) Generator, manifester, projector, reflector, and manifesting generator. Generators are the most common type and they are designed to be sparkly AF. They are here to be lit up, to do like follow their desires, to be excited. And when they're excited, their energy becomes so juicy that it's just, you want to be in it. You don't care what they're doing. You don't care what they're saying. Just like, oh my God, can I experience that? Can I, it's just like so magnetic. Projectors are here to guide us and they are the ones, they make existing systems more efficient, more effective. They have so much wisdom to them, but when they tell us something when they try and guide us, when we haven't invited them, it doesn't go well. We tend to be like, mind your own business. So projectors want to create an invitation so that we can clear the space for their wisdom to land in us. Reflectors 
are, I call them disco balls of awesomeness. They essentially, when you look at a reflector's chart, it's going to be all of the centers, all of the shapes within the tent human that is the, the body graph in human design. They're all white. So they are all open. They don't have any of their own energy, which means they're feeling and amplifying everyone else's energy all day, every day. They do have this kind of like Teflon protective shield around them. So they're not just like super porous, but you always want to look to the reflectors to know the health of your community. Manifestors are super powerful. They are so powerful. A manifestor cannot just go unnoticed. A manifestor cannot sneak into any sort of situation. A manifestor walks down the street and everyone turns. (laughs) It's just like, what was that? And something just happened. Manifestors are designed to do what what they want to do. Not to listen to other people's (laughs) advice, not to ask other people's opinion or permission to do what they want, but to tell people what they want to do before they do it. And for other people to tell them what they're doing before they do it. And then manifesting generators, which is both of us, we're a hybrid of manifestors and generators, which means we are here to be sparkly AF, to do what lights us up. And we have that super powerful aura of a manifester. And we want to tell people what we're going to do before we do it. Mm-hmm. And we have that, that warrior Buddha, which is actually more like Buddha warrior bit, which means the universe is going to... The universe is our personal shopper. The universe is out there picking up things to be like, look, look what I got you. And then we get to respond to it. So like, we're just chilling out, living our own lives as a Buddha. This analogy doesn't work totally, but (laughs) um, the universe serves us something and we respond and we either love it or we're so not into it. And then when there's something we love, we just go ahead and do it then we're the warrior. We're like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. We are here to play and we bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing. So other energy types can think we're really flighty, can think we're non-committal. And no, we are here to do things that other people thought was impossible and to do them with so much play and freedom and fun and show the world that that's actually how we all get to operate. And as I mentioned before, we're so not here for boxes or labels. We're all about like freedom. Don't tell me what to do and don't tell me how I how to do it. <laughs> I love that so much. I love your description of all of them. And as you were talking, I was like, yep, that's that person. Yep, that's that person. <laughs> I know one of those. <laughs> that's so amazing. So like if someone's listening and they kind of have that like... I know what type I am. Like, what's the next step? Like when someone comes to you for a reading, like what are some of the things that, what are like the number one questions people have for like, how do I do this? How do do I do that based on the Mm. So people want to know about their emotions a lot, but (laughs) I'm going to skip. So so we're going to talk about that. But also like the hierarchy tends to be to live your design, which is, it's considered the human design experiment. So try it on. Learn that like, oh, you're not built for consistency. Okay. So what happens if you free yourself from trying to force yourself to do the same thing every day? How much more ease do you invite into your life? So we're experimenting. So the the first two pieces of that puzzle are one, living your strategy, 
for generators, I'm just going to rehash these for a second. So generators, your strategy is to respond to the gifts the universe brings you. Manifestors, your strategy is to tell people what you're going to do before you do it. Uh, projectors, your strategy is to create invitations before you try to guide people. Reflectors, your strategy is to feel into a lunar cycle because you are really connected with the moon. And manifesting generators, our strategy is to respond to the gifts the universe brings us and tell people what we're going to do before we do it. So human design experiment, first follow your strategy and then follow your authority. And your authority is your unique style of intuition. So both of us have emotional authority. And then there are a whole bunch of different kinds of authority. There's sacral authority, splenic authority, and more. But when it comes to emotional authority, that also means we have an emotional wave, but there are four different types of emotional waves and they are so different. So for instance, when I learned I had emotional authority, all these people, other people that were learning with me were like, oh yeah, I definitely have an emotional wave. And I was like, everything in my chart feels super accurate. I know my birth time is right, but this whole emotional wave thing, it's just, it doesn't feel quite right. And I reached out to my mentor and she was like, that's because you have the subtle emotional wave and it feels like you don't have an emotional wave. Mm. I was like, oh, oh, I feel so seen right now. This, yeah. So strategy, authority, and then you get to play with all your gifts and share your own wisdom and understand what energy is yours and what's not yours. Oh, that is interesting to me. That was a rabbit hole I'd love to go down. But I have to ask, when you say like, here's your strategy and this is what you're supposed to do, how do you know? And maybe this is like too specific, but how do you know? Like, how do you know what to do if you're saying like your strategy is to tell people what you're going to do before you do it? Like, like, can you give me an example of that? Can we get specific for a second? <laughs> yes. Uh, so with the telling people what you're going to do before you do it. So my husband and I are both manifesting generators. And this is such a silly example, but it's actually been so helpful for us. When we're making dinner together, we have started... Like, we'll we'll both get out bowls for salads. We'll both be working on making salads and both of us will get out bowls. So we have four bowls out now with like half of the salad in two bowls and half in the other. So we've realized we have to inform. We have to tell the other person I'm getting bowls out. And this is the telling before you do something. And it it feels frustrating for us. We, especially manifesting generators, we move super fast. We move faster than all the other types. And so it's, it's totally normal for a manifesting generator to be like, oh my God, what's wrong with people? Why are they so slow? And they're moving at their own beautiful, wonderful pace. And they look at us and are like, geez, why are you going so fast? Slow down. And the thing is, it's our natural flow. It doesn't feel like we're going fast. So permission for any MGs listening right now, keep going at your own pace. Other people will follow you. They won't catch up, but don't worry about that. They're not designed to catch up. They're, they'll follow. They'll come along. You just keep doing you. I love this so much because like my one of my best friends in life is a projector. And sometimes I have to reel it back a little bit. And I'm like, it's okay. 
if we don't move at the same speed. (laughs) But then she's, it's almost like a grounding kind of feeling for me to have those kind of people around. Cause it sometimes like, I feel like I have no chill ever. (laughs) Yes. And that no chill is when I feel that it's more like in in comparison to other people. (sighs) Like sometimes I wonder like, what do other people do all day? Like Mm -hmm. why? What what are they doing? Why don't they have time to just make this graphic or you know whatever it is? I just don't understand. And it's just things they just don't move at the same speed I do. Like the world doesn't move at the same speed. It's why it looks to them like I'm just like Tigger and I look at them as like, you're just like moving through molasses. Does the world spin slower for you? And it's basically like it does. Yeah. And understanding this is so powerful. This all like understanding your own design is so helpful. And also understanding other people's designs and being like, you're doing things the way you're supposed to do. Or if somebody else like a projector, any other type, projector, generator, manifester, starts moving at the same speed as me, I'm like, whoa, you're not designed for this. You're you're setting yourself up for like injury, illness. Back it off there. Chill. That's really good. How can someone know if they're like out of alignment? So they've kind of dug in a little bit and then we all have signs of like, this is where I'd kind of lose it a little bit, but I mean, I was looking at my chart. So like where we have like how we know that we're not our highest or best selves, like everyone has their own personal indicator, but is there like overarching themes depending on what energy type you are? Yeah, absolutely. So for generators and manifesting generators is when we feel frustrated. So anytime you actually find yourself using the word frustrated or when you just feel kind of meh, like you feel like things aren't moving. So what do you do? Because that's how I feel today. <laughs> it is? Okay, so clear stuff. I The easiest thing to do is you want to clear out your aura. You want to clean up your energy. So the easiest place to do that is go find a drawer that needs cleaning. Hmm. Or clean up, I mean, clean up your closet. Clean up. What, it doesn't have to be huge. Like set a timer for 10 minutes or like go that thing that you've been looking at. I actually just told this story on my podcast about the decanter. So I was, I've been clearing stuff so much lately. And this weekend I was dusting, which is noteworthy only because it's like the first time in 2021 I've dusted because <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so I was dusting and I'm like, there's, we've got a huge, beautiful glass decanter. It was a wedding present and we've used it twice. Maybe I don't even drink alcohol anymore. And my husband drinks a glass of wine like once a month. So putting an entire bottle of wine in that decanter it's not going to happen. We don't have people over. Like we're not, it's like this decanter is the sign of the people we thought we might be. It's like, we thought we were going to be fancy people. We're not fancy people. And so clearing that out, which I haven't found the right home for it yet, but it, there's an acknowledgement of, oh, we're not the, that people, those people. Grammar is tricky for me right now, but like, rec- so finding something like that, I cleaned 
um, I found all these business cards in my desk drawer a couple of weeks ago, cleared those out. And you know what I discovered in the process? Gift cards that still uh-huh. had money on them. So it's kind of like I cleared out like big amounts of money. I essentially feel like I made $500 by clearing out 20 business cards for people that aren't my people. Yeah. So generators and MG clear stuff out first. I love that. I feel that's funny that you say that because my husband is always on my ass because like, well, we haven't moved in a while, but when every time we would move, I will get rid of everything. Like nothing's coming with me. And when we first moved to this house, he's like, well, yeah, we used to have lamps. <laughs> and I was like, well, not anymore. <laughs> like I, I am the anti-clutter. I am the anti-hoarder. Like I would literally like nothing makes me happier than to get rid of stuff. Oh my God. I'm so with you. We lived in a camper for 16 months. So we sold our house in Maine, put stuff in storage, and then traveled around the country for 16 months in this tiny camper. And then we bought this house in Florida. And for the first two weeks, we just had everything we'd had in the camper. So we had our mattress on the floor. We each had, we had two bowls, two plates, two forks, two spoons, two glasses. And it was good. I was good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the moving truck came and showed up with all the stuff that we hadn't seen for two years. And I was like, take all of it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want any of it. So my husband actually had to be in charge because I was just going to be like, nope, send it back, send it back, send it back. Oh. So yeah, I left to, if I had been in charge, we would have basically kept the bed frame. <laughs> Maybe the bedside tables. And I don't know about lamps. Those are the same optional as well. I love that. So everybody has their own, like how you said for us, it's frustrated. Mm -hmm. I probably feel that a couple different times a day. Um, So does everyone else have like a big theme for them and then like a sub depending on getting into the weeds? of Yeah. So when we're living our design, this is manifesting generators and generators. We're so excited. Mm -hmm. We're sparkly. We're like bouncy. And I feel it like... um, like champagne bubbles flowing through my body. That's an aligned MG or generator. A manifester is designed to experience peace. And when they're out of alignment, they'll feel angry. And that anger is typically a result of feeling like they're trapped. Mm. So when a manifester feels trapped, they feel angry and they're out of alignment because a manifester is not designed to feel trapped. Mm-hmm. That's so my it's opportunity. Okay, so for your husband and any other manifester out there, you're not designed to be in a box. If you feel trapped in any way, know that it might be because you're you're in a situation where other people are telling you what to do and you are not designed for that. Mm-hmm. You're designed to do what you want when you want. You just got to tell people what you're doing. Because mm. it feels like, sometimes it can feel like manifestors just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like mid conversation and they just walk away. So for the manifestors listening, just tell us before you walk away. <laughs> just all I need is to know. Yeah, <laughs> That's <yeah>. it. <laughs> and you're going to feel like that is so annoying. Why can't, why do they need to know where I'm going? Just please. Yes. Oh my God. It's only taken us 20 years to get here, but yes. <laughs> um, so a projector, when a projector is aligned, feeling in alignment, they're going to feel satisfied. And when they are, or successful, either one, these words are like, go with what feels right to you. Mm -hmm. And when they're out of alignment, they're going to feel bitter. That 
bitterness tends to come from they can see all of us really clearly and they can see things and then they judge and then they feel bitter or they see things and they try and share without being invited and it doesn't go well and people don't accept their advice. So then they feel bitter. So for a projector, when you're doing that, we create the invitation. It can be as simple as, hey, can I share something? And then if somebody says no, just biting your tongue and holding back. And then reflectors, when a reflector is living their alignment, they feel surprised. I love this so much. They just feel Mm. surprised, like pleasantly, delightfully surprised. When they are out of alignment, they feel disappointed. Mm. And that disappointment typically comes from them trying to put themselves in a in a box or trying to label themselves. And a reflector is different. They're like a different human every single day. They are designed to flow and allow themselves to be fluid. And then they'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh, I love that so much. Because of course, you know, I've attached people that I know to all of these. (laughs) As you talk and I'm like, yep, yep. (laughs) And you and I, we're both, one of the things that... um, we both have in our chart is we're non-specific manifestors, which means we are also designed to be surprised, to be delightfully surprised, not to tell the universe, like from our ego, yo, I want a purple car, but to be like, Hey universe, I could use some new transportation. Show me, guide me, please help me. And the universe will bring us something that we didn't even know existed, but it'll bring in the perfect thing. We'll just be delightfully surprised. Mm. So that's so funny because lately I feel like I've been struggling about like my goals, like what do I want? And almost every day I go back and forth between like listing out 10 very specific things that I want, not specific down to color, but down to like quantifiable like numbers or things. And then, then I flip the next day and I feel really like, no, I just want to be happy, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> well, so that one, like you just want to be happy, that is aligned for you. So permission right now, Katie, yeah. to ditch all the, I want to make this amount of money and all that stuff we're told to do. It's not for you. You're not designed to get specific. So all those exercises of like your ideal client, yeah. what does she have for breakfast? What does she wear? You don't know. <laughs> and you don't have to figure it me out. Nuts. Me too. <laughs> me too. And when I learned that I'm not designed to be specific, holy moly, it was like such, such permission for me. It felt like such freedom. Oh, that speaks to my soul because on flip side to me, which I think was really my control out of fear, was to just like make a plan for everything and like then that way I could control it to a T but that hasn't truly if I'm honest made me like happy like that's what I feel like I've uncovered through podcasting in the last year and just like talking about my feelings is like all these things that I thought were making me happy just aren't but I don't know really another way and then when someone's like give yourself permission I'm like I don't know what the fuck that means (laughs) I so this is off the human design topic but I just went, well, I'm still going through this. I'm calling it a rebirth because that's what it feels like. It feels like this massive class from the universe. And 
the overarching system. That's interesting. That's not the word I meant at all. Um, but the theme of what this has been about is to stop trying to micromanage the universe. Oof. Like stop saying, I don't want, I, I, I want to feel good. I don't want to have a cold. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, universe, this isn't fair. And instead, just allow and be like, okay, what? please help me learn what I need to learn. Please guide me. And just basically like turning it all over and accepting the freedom that comes with, I don't need to know what's next. I don't need to figure it out. Ooh, I knew I needed so to good. talk to you today. <laughs> there's a reason when things get rescheduled, there's always a reason to. It's always, oh. and that's the thing too, like scheduling wise, like me thinking I know the right time to do things. The universe is like, that used to be cute. Now it's just annoying. Knock it off. <laughs> I love that. That used to be cute, but we're done. It's not. It's so not cute. We're not doing that. That's so funny because like, I've kind of had that feeling like all day, but there's nothing seemingly like wrong in my life. And I was like, why do I have this feeling? Like I've done all the things. And I knew that we had this call this afternoon and I was like, I am so looking forward to this. And I almost could like envision myself after it, like bouncing around before you even said it. Like I felt, I saw this like bouncy, like I envisioned myself like just bouncing in my husband's office like oh my god this podcast is amazing like I totally had that vision in my head and then like the second we got on I was like yes that's how I feel when I do when I do a reading especially with a generator or manifesting generator I like I go bounce over to my husband's office afterwards (laughs) and I'm like that was so fun and that's how we're designed to be that's so amazing I love that so much so there's so much good stuff but I want to take you back to the emotional piece. I'm trying really fucking hard to not just be like, hey, so can we talk about my chart? <laughs> I know. I want to talk about your chart. But you want to talk about the emotional piece. Okay, we can talk about the emotional well, I just want to get into that really quick because that was really kind of piqued my interest a little bit. I was like, ooh, the four different levels. Just curious. And then like, let's go all into my chart and just show people how talented and amazing you are. <laughs> mm. So emotions. Okay. People listen up because this is so important. You either have emotional authority or you don't. If you have emotional authority, you have your own emotions. And an emotion is, it comes without a reason. So it's just like you feel super happy or you feel blue or angry or whatever emotion, but there's no reason for it. That is in contrast to feelings. And a feeling comes from a thought. Like someone cut you off in traffic and you feel angry. That's a feeling. Everybody has feelings. Mm. But only people with emotional authority have emotions. So people who do not have emotional authority, you don't have your own emotions, but you feel and amplify everybody else's. Oh, so Katie, when you and I are like at a two out of 10 in our emotions, someone who's non-emotional, who doesn't have emotional authority is going to feel it. They're going to be like up at a six mm. and they're like suddenly all pissy. And you're like, yo, what's up? And they're mm. like, I don't know. Cause it comes out of nowhere for them. And they're feeling our emotions, our emotional wave. We're always in this emotional wave and 
Okay. So I mentioned the subtle emotional wave. That's the one I have. Then you have the building emotional wave, which is like, it's kind of like, it's constantly building until you release and you're going to have an actual pattern to that. And that release could be like anger or tears or, or whatever, you know, but people tend to be like, Oh yeah, it's like every 17 days or once a week or once a month, it just needs to release. Uh, then there's spontaneous highs and lows, which is exactly what it sounds like. They're like calm, cool, collected, and then like super happy or super in, in the trough of the wave. And then there's the escalator, which is like, it goes up, 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 up. And then it crashes. Mm. <laughs> like those are all so different. We're all emotional beings, but it's it shows up completely differently for all of us. And then there's the non-emotional beings who are just like, they don't feel, it's not just like if they're on a Zoom call with one of us, it's when they go to the grocery store, they're feeling everyone else's emotions. It's actually like right now, like just being on this planet, they're feeling the emotions of everyone else, even if they don't leave their house, even yeah. if they don't even tune in to the news or anything online or any podcast, they're still feeling the emotions of the collective. And right now, that has got to be super intense. I don't know, because you and I were protected. We don't ever feel other people's emotions. <laughs> yeah, mine are enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We feel other people's feelings, but we don't feel their emotions. So a lot of times people who are non-emotional, they'll feel like, like there's like a black cloud hanging around them, especially in the last few years. And they'll go to therapy and be like, it doesn't work because therapy is helping you change your thoughts mm -hmm. and that would affect your feelings, mm -hmm. but it's not going to change those emotions that you're feeling. Mm. It's really powerful. Now I'm like ready to go back and really study my family's chart. I'm interested. Yes. So if you're, so either your authority is it, it says emotional and if you're not emotional, it says non-emotional. Like what's if you're not word? emotional, it'll say anything other than emotional. It might say ego. It might say splenic. It might say sacral. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's get into the real juice. Um, so we looked at my chart really quick before we hit record and like, just go tell me about my Okay. <laughs> so you're a, you're a four one, which means you're here for a bonus life. It's like you were in soul school and you're just hanging out and you're like, can I do it again? Can I do it again? Can I do it again? And so you came here just to experience life to experience all of it, to bounce around. And like, this is so why you would have chosen to be a manifesting generator, generator. So you can experience all the things and play and just you're here to live your life. And that four line is all about deep connection with your people. You're not here to connect with everyone. You are here. Like I'm guessing like you've mentioned your family a few times. I'm guessing your family, like they're like, oh my goodness, your heart. Mm -hmm. They're probably your everything. I have a four line as well. I'm a four six. And that one line is called the investigator. So other people see you. They don't necessarily see how much you love your people. They don't see that deep connection side of you. They don't see that like wide open, huge heart of yours. Sometimes they do. And the people who really know you will, mm -hmm. but they see you as somebody who's constantly learning. 
and knows all the things and will like dive deep into something. He's someone who's super curious. That feels about right. I don't know how I feel about the bonus life thing though. (laughs) I'm like, it doesn't mean you're done. It doesn't mean this is your last life. It just means your soul is like, we let's go to earth school and play again. Cause the first couple of times aren't enough. (laughs) Or first few thousand. (laughs) You are definitely an old soul. How can you tell? Because you're on a bonus life. (laughs) I feel like that. And I don't know much about astrology, but somebody said that to me once. And I feel like that. And back to my family, I feel like my son for sure has to be. He's the one I'm like, ooh, I need to go look at his shirt. But um, yeah, everything you said right there is like, yeah, family is everything to me, but I don't think people know that unless they know like me on a much deeper, deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. So that feels um, really aligned. Um, what about you were like, oh, and that spleen looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have an open spleen, which means you feel and amplify other people's fears. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But you have, you also have a whole bunch of gifts in there. Okay. Can we talk about those? <laughs> yeah. So you have all these intuitive gifts, which are, I mean, you're intuitive about the world around you. You're intuitive for other people. It doesn't mean you know anything about what's going to happen for you in the future. Um, but you really got to like be a bit of a ninja around your boundaries on other people's fear because Mm. other people's fear can muddy up your spleen and you won't be able to access those gifts in there. Mm. So, you know, no news. Yeah. No, like, you know, watch the stuff you consume, really watch the stuff you consume. I even had, I got a book from the library by a popular like spiritual teacher And this, I don't know if it was like the energy on the actual book or the energy, like because it was a library book or if it was the energy of the writing of it, but it was icky. Like it just, I realized like every time I read it, I felt horrible about myself and I actually started feeling physical, physically crappy. And finally it was like, wait, this is, it took me saying it outside to my, out loud to my husband. He's like, you don't have to read it anymore. And I was like, I don't have to read it anymore. It's going back to the library. I just needed to like speak it out loud to give myself permission Mm. to release it. So like really watch what you consume and the people you have conversations with and just, you know, try to find a nice way to be like, "Uh, Katie out. Like that resonates with me more than you know, because, oh, I was telling my husband, like when they say like the five people you hang out with are like, you know, if you want to look at what your life is going to be like, I told him, I was like, I'm sure that's true, but that feels extra true for me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And you're going to want to like, well, I want to say curate. I don't mean that to be like heartless when we're talking about humans, Mm -hmm. but really stay on top of that and constantly assess who those people are. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working for you, it's gotta go gracefully bow out i love what you said about the book though because i can as you were talking i think actually the book i'm reading right now right now might be doing that to me but there's a couple that i literally just was like i can't like i 
gave myself permission and I was like, I cannot read this. It's just not what, I don't know what it's supposed to be doing, but this is not it. And I can like a couple of times in my life. Um, should I just get rid of those books? They are on my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, release them. I actually did that recently because I um, I ordered like a, bo- a a few books and one of them was just, it had been highly recommended. And one of the reviews I read was like, the first chapter alone is worth the money. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. I read the first chapter. It was horrible. Like it was well written, but the first chapter ends with the whole, the guy's whole family dying of carbon monoxide poisoning. Jesus. And I was like, I don't what, uh, uh, and found myself like trying to stumble through the second chapter. And then again, said it out loud and was like, I can, there's a free library over by my acupuncturist office. I'm just going to go put it in there. Bless and release. And somebody else will love and cherish this book. And that somebody is not me. Yeah. Yeah. I've even found that recently with like the person. I like them as a person, like seeing them speak, Instagram, whatever. But I didn't like the book. And I, and that's why I think I struggled with it so much because I was like, I actually like this person as a person, but I just couldn't. There was something about it. But like you said, like maybe it was energy. I don't know. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, any other pieces of advice? That Wait, yeah. Me? More on that <laughs> is if it, if it makes you happy, if it makes you feel giddy and bouncy, it's for you. And if it doesn't, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. It's actually that simple. Mm-hmm. And that is hard to put in practice in like humaning in 2021. But that it's that simple. You're designed to be bouncy and happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I... I'm, yeah, I'm obsessed with that. Like trying to always feel into that. Um, So I really like that a lot. I'm speechless. uh, (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So a couple other things. You, like me, you have an open crown and open ajna. And those are the top two centers. And that means you're going to feel and amplify other people's mental energy and mental pressure. Mm. So I just want to give you permission to release the mental pressure. So this, this can show up as like, um, my husband will be out walking and he'll mention scheduling something. And I'm like, uh, I don't have a place to hold that in my brain. And the pressure is so intense. I'm like, can you tell me when I'm a place where I can write this down? Just, I have no place to tuck those words in that date. And it just feels like I have to like physically hold on to it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have an open ego center. And that means a couple things. First of all, 70% of the population has an open ego. So you're in the majority. It means your motivation is going to come in waves or seasons. So don't try and force yourself to be motivated to do the same thing every day. You're also not built for consistency. But um, like at, at the start of COVID, I'm a triathlete and I saw all these people creating all these challenges to get people to continue training every day. And with 70% of the population of this open ego center, they're not designed to trick themselves into training every day. Because maybe when they're 
unmotivated to train, maybe they're super motivated to paint or, you know, Mm -hmm. something else you're designed to follow your motivation. If you're not motivated to do it today, don't worry. It doesn't mean you're never going to want to do it again. I mean, maybe it does, but just trust your motivation and let it flow. Mm, I like that a lot because I was just thinking that it's like, I don't feel motivated, but then that kicks up my shit a little bit because I would say that I'm still working on the, my worth equals my productivity, which is the (laughs) other piece of the open ego is you can feel like you're not worthy and feel like you need to prove yourself to yourself and other people. Yeah. I was going to say myself is probably the hardest one Mm -hmm. out of anybody. It's like, and if I don't like when you were like, oh, you're not built to be consistent. And I'm like, okay, she's kicking up all my stuff. Let's do <laughs> How do I navigate that one? Because that's what I kick myself in the ass on like daily. And that's where I get blocked in my business. I'm like, if I was more consistent, I think no. I am consistent on some things like in overall general, but on a daily basis, that motivation varies like daily, sometimes yeah. hourly. Yeah. And that is totally normal for you. There's so much freedom in just living your design. Mm. Do do I remember correctly? Do you have ADHD? No. Well, not that I've, anyone's ever told me. Okay. Because I was thinking about this recently. I've seen a lot of people start announcing that they've been diagnosed with ADHD and I was in college. So Mm. that means I've, well, I guess not even a thing for me anymore, but what it is, is it's just trying to, it, it was only a like quote unquote problem for me when I was trying to do something that was against my design. When I was a marine biologist working in a cubicle in Washington, DC, <laughs> that was oh, so much not me that, uh, yeah, it was hard. It was a struggle to like sit in that chair. It was a struggle to stare at that computer all day, every day, because it was not living my design. When mm-hmm. I live my design, you know, there's a whole lot of movement in my day. I only do what lights me up. And, you know, every once in a while, like I do laundry, I do other stuff that I don't absolutely love doing. But for the most, you know, I'm just following the joy. And that's mm-hmm. what we're designed for. Like, literally. So, Many people are like, "Mm, must be nice. But really, truly, every single one of us is designed to follow the joy. Does do people when they do readings with you, do they ever ask you, like, well, how do I get to that space? Or I mean, I know you had mentioned coaching and things like that. So I feel like for me, like then immediately, like all of my um stuff comes up. Like to me, it's a thin line <laughs> between coaching through my issues and like this. Why I love tools and frameworks like human design because it helps me see myself um, differently. So when you're doing that for someone, does this kind of stuff come up? And like, how do you? What are some yeah, of the things? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the the human design experiment isn't about like, oh, cool. Now I I had my yeah. reading and I'm good to good to go. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. How are you? Do you actually know how to follow your authority? Do you actually know what to do with your energy in the center? And do you know how to use that gift and how it's going to show up sometimes and like bite you in the butt? (laughs) That's where coaching comes in. And human design is just the blueprint that we can use to be like, look, remember like Katie, you're not designed to be consistent. Knock it off. Like Mm -hmm. stop trying to force yourself to do that. Like, look, it says it, says it right here. Yeah. That's the usefulness of human design, but human design isn't it. It isn't everything we have. I said that on day one, we know it all. 
like we know who we are and why we're here. And on day two, we forget it all. And then on day three, people start telling us how to do things, how things are supposed to be. And that's where like, I mean, all right, I'm going to say this. Business coaches tend to be big, like influencers and like, this is how you need to do it. Mm-hmm. You need to, for instance, like set out your goals. How much money do you want to make this month? How much money are you going to make in 2022? What's your like Q3, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you, Katie, right now, you are not designed for that. You're not designed for strategy. So yeah. anytime you find yourself doing anything strategic, knock it off. You're here to do what lights you up. You're here to follow the joy. If it feels really good for you, do it. It's good. Your energy is just going to bring other people in. Mm, I agree. Well, I feel like when I'm pushing like through something, like it never turns out. I feel I learn a lot. I've learned a lot in 2021. But if I am not just like beaming at this, like, oh my God, this is everything. And then it's not happening the way I, I just draw people with me. If I'm in that space, no matter what it is, it could be tying your shoes. (laughs) it's so true and that's your gift and that's where a lot of generators and manifesting generators get confused they think that people pleasing is the way to go mm. and they think that like oh people want this from me mm-hmm. uh, yeah but do you want to give it to them does mm. that light you up it's like oh people oh, for instance i used to coach swimming and people wanted swim lessons from me I didn't want to give people swim lessons anymore. It didn't light me up. So while they think that's what they want from me, no, what I want to give to you is coaching, like mindset coaching or whatever it is that lights me up. And that's what's really, truly going to elevate you. I say that people pleasing is like giving someone a parking spot. Whereas following what lights you up is actually elevating the world with your sparkle. Mm. Elevate the world. Don't just give up a parking spot. No, I love that. I love that analogy actually, because now I can envision that in my head. (laughs) So this is like literally the quickest hour of my life. I feel like (laughs) I could just have so many questions for you, um, but I want to be respectful of your time. And I'm so grateful that you came on the show today. What is there like any last amazing words that you want to share with anybody about yourself around whatever? And then we can tell everybody how to get in touch with you and pimp you out because this has been amazing. Mm, Thank you so much. I've had so much fun playing with you. Um, I just want to remind everyone that you're not designed to be on the struggle bus. Mm. You really, truly are designed. You are here on this planet at this time for a reason, for a whole bunch of reasons. You signed up for this. You're here to change the world in your own unique way. And it gets to be easy. And by doing you, by like just living your life and healing yourself, you change the world. That's what you're here for. I love it. I love that you said easy. That's been like my mantra on repeat. Mm-hmm. is let it be easy like no matter what it is yeah that's that's my daily like it used to be let it be easy and I will say the last few weeks it's like soften soften just soften mm. I even use it on my run today I like soften your shoulders soften your shoulders oh I've been doing that like constantly and like just ugh, like I can literally feel myself do it I love that 
I do it in my meditation and I'm constantly like, I'm like, okay, soften. And then soften. And it's like, I'm up again. I'm like, my shoulders are hunched again, or I'm tight in my chest or like, I'm starting to kind of clench around a thought. And I'm like, soften, soften. Like, geez, how long does it take you? Like, it's like (laughs) 10 seconds later. I'm like, you know, I've clenched again. Is that a Manjin thing or? <laughs> I think it's a human thing. I'm pretty sure it's a human thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I was like, oh, that's me literally all day. I love it so much. Um, how can everybody find you with if someone's like, oh, my God, I need her in my life. I want to go into this. It's so amazing. Like, literally, I cannot believe we've been talking this long already. It feels like it's been five minutes. How can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Where are you hanging out these days? So I am on my website is kelseyabbott.com. And if you don't have your human design chart yet, you can get it for free from my website, actually from me personally. So give me a sec. I will personally email it to you. I retired from social media in 2020. So you'll find me on Instagram, but it's not me. Like you'll find my old stuff there and feel free to play around, but don't try and reach me there because I'm not there. Uh, yeah, just my website is the best place or, you know, contact me through my website and my podcast is the find your awesome podcast. So amazing. I love that you use the word retired from social media. I will send you an email about that privately. (laughs) (laughs) Best thing I ever, not the best thing I ever did. One of the best. And in my, it's in my chart that I'm here to go first. So I'm hearing from more and more people now. It's been like almost a year and a half since I retired and more and more people are now like, okay, tell me how to do it. Yeah. That's magical. Um, that's been coming up for me. Uh, done. Yeah. So I will be tuning in now then through the website and the podcast and all of the places. This is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. I truly, truly appreciate your time and your energy. Thank you so much. I really had so much fun and I'm so happy to know you. Me too. Thank you.